Welcome to the Faith Life Fellowship Podcast with Dr. Scott Forrest. We hope you enjoy today's message from Dr. Forrest. All right, praise the Lord. Welcome, everybody, this Sunday morning. So good to see you. You know, Trisha and I just got back from an anniversary getaway in Emerald Isle, and it was awesome. And we had a blast, and we also had some time to pray, and maybe not as much as we intended, but we did pray. And that day that we did pray, I was praying in the Spirit. Actually, Trisha and I both were praying in the Spirit. And I heard the Lord remind me of a verse that I preached on back in October of 2020. I had to look it up to be sure. But when I did, it was Psalm chapter 10, verse 4. And when I read it, I immediately knew that I had to pass on this fresh revelation that just came to my eyes just a few days ago of that verse that I had not seen before. And I knew that I was supposed to pass on this revelation to the church and to our podcast listeners all over the world. The title of my message is really simple and short. Seek the Lord. Seek the Lord. Now, the graphic says it's time to seek the Lord, which is certainly in line with what I'm going to preach today. But the title of the message is simply Seek the Lord. So let's get into Psalm chapter 10, verse 4, the verse that the Lord quickened to my heart back when we were praying in the Spirit back on Emerald Isle. Psalm chapter 10, verse 4, in your Bibles or in your devices. The wicked, through the pride of his countenance, will not seek after God. God is not in all his thoughts. You know, the picture painted here is of someone who has it all or thinks he does. And he's so full of pride that he will not seek after God. Therefore, God is not in all his thoughts. But I want you to look at what I call the corollary or the opposite way of looking at this verse, which would read something like this. The righteous, through the humility of his heart, will seek after God. Therefore, God will be in all his thoughts. You see the difference there? You look at the verse, and it's a cause and effect relationship. The wicked because of his pride, will not seek after God. That's the cause. And the effect is, God is not even a thought in his brain. But the opposite or the corollary, for those of you that remember geometry, goes something like this. I'll say it again. The righteous, through the humility of his heart, will seek after God. God is in all his thoughts. Amen. So it's a byproduct of seeking the Lord. Your mind gets filled with the will, the ways, and the thoughts of God for your life. So, here you have the two, and you can compare the two. Amen. The original verse and the corollary. Just by a show of hands, how many remember corollaries in geometry? Okay. How many hated corollaries in geometry? I tell you, I've got a lot of math under my belt, but the one math course that I did not like was geometry. You know, looking at this psalm and its corollary, I want to say this. When I preached on this verse last October, the title of the message was, Is God in all your thoughts? 
And the emphasis of that message was all about our thought life and what we could do as believers to ward off and keep out of our minds thoughts that are contrary to the thoughts of God. But this morning, I want to emphasize the other side of the equation, the other side of this verse, which concerns seeking after God. And if you do that and consider the corollary, it says to me that the more you seek the Lord, the more you will fill your soul with His thoughts, His will, His ways. You know, more than anything else, God wants to draw close to you, and He wants you to draw close to Him. God wants you to spend time with Him. God wants you to get to know Him. And not just casually, but intimately. Some of us are so busy with the affairs of life that we struggle to carve out a regular time each day where we can spend time with the Lord. I know it's hard to hear, but the truth of the matter is this. If you're too busy to spend time with the Lord, you're too busy. I'll say it again. If you're too busy to spend time with the Lord, you're too busy. Something has to change. Now, I'm not trying to lay a guilt trip on you because I have the same struggle that you do. I've just determined that it's important enough to me that I'm going to fight every day for that time with the Lord. I know sometimes it's impossible with a travel schedule and things like that. But you know, at times like that, I've always got my phone. How many have always got their phone with you? And you panic when you can't find it. Well, guess what? There's a Bible on your phone. You could be sitting in a waiting room somewhere waiting for your appointment. And you can pull it out and you can read the Word of God. If you're not the one driving and you're going on a trip and you're sitting in the passenger seat, you can pull out your Bible and you can read the Word of God. And thus, you can spend some time with the Lord. At the very least, I'm going to read some Bible before my day passes by me. I guess what I'm saying is fight for time with the Lord every day. Matthew 6.33. This is a scripture that we all know and we all quote. But I want to give you some background. Jesus is looking at the hillside. He's preaching to his followers. And he's talking about the wildflowers. And he says, these wildflowers, they don't toil, they don't spin, they don't worry, they don't fret. And yet God clothes them with more glory than Solomon had. If God can do that, this is my paraphrase, Jesus says, you don't need to worry or take no thought about what you're going to wear, what you're going to eat, where you're going to live, whether you have a car to drive. And Jesus says in the midst of that, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added to you. In other words, he's saying, if you will seek me first, I am more than able to take care of these peripheral issues in your life. I know you have need of these things, therefore I'm going to take care of you. But why don't you just come and spend a little time with me? Seek my face, learn to know me, learn to be like me. 
I, for one, am a son of God, and I want it said of the son that he's just like his father. If you're a daughter of the Lord, you want people to say you're just like your father. Isn't that right? And the only way that you can be like your father is to spend quality time with him. You know, God doesn't just want to know you or he doesn't want you to just know him for what he can provide for you or what he can do for you. He wants you to know him. The Apostle James says, if you will draw close to God, God will draw close to you. James 4.8. If you spend time with him, if you will make him a priority, you can be as close to God as you want to be. So make a determination that you're going to set aside some time in your day where the busyness of your schedule is not allowed to intrude. Where you just spend time with the Lord. Of course you can ask Him for things that you need. Or help getting out of trouble that you're in. But try not to make that the emphasis of your prayers. Of your time with the Lord. Spend more time just saying, Lord, I want to I wanna know you. I want to be one with you. You know, Jesus said over in John 17, Father, I pray for these that are my believers and those that will come to the Lord through their ministry. I pray for them that just like you and me are one, they also can be one with us. I want to know him. I want to be one with him. I've said this to the Lord many, many times. I want your heartbeat to be my heartbeat. I want your thoughts to be my thoughts. I want to be just like you. I want to hear your voice. And the only way I'm going to hear your voice is if I get to know you. You should seek the Lord and you should seek Him with your whole heart. Not only will you get to know Him, more intimately, but he will suddenly, as you get to know him, he will start showing you things about your life. He will show you what he is requiring of your life. And I, for one, want to know. Because I want to fulfill every jot and every tittle of the book that is written about me in heaven. Psalm 139 says, all my days from beginning to end are written in a book and that book is in heaven. And I tell the Lord every day, Lord, I want every jot and every tittle fulfilled. No matter what mistakes I've made, how many wrong turns I've made, Lord, I want to fulfill everything you've written about me in the book or books of heaven. That is a desire that consumes me now. If you get a little older, you think more and more and more about fulfilling the plan of God for your life, running your race, finishing your course. It becomes the most important thing in your life, all you think about 24-7. Now, and I don't know any serious believers who don't want to fulfill the plan of God for their life. You know, I love the Lord, but I want to do my own thing. How many serious believers have you heard say things like that? They don't say that if they're serious about God. They want to fulfill what God wants them to be. They want to be the person God created them to be. They want to do the things God created them to do. And they want to reach the people God created them to reach. Isn't that right? It is a common denominator among serious believers. Amen.
And the cool thing about it is this. When you seek the Lord fervently and consistently, He will begin to unveil to you step by step the great plans that He has for your life. And God's got great plans for your life. Jeremiah 29. We all know verse 11 is another verse we quote all the time. But I want you to read it in context. Verse 11 through 13. And get the whole counsel of God on this verse. Jeremiah 29, starting at verse 11. For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, says the Lord. Thoughts of peace and not of evil. To give you a future and a hope. Don't stop there. Verse 12. Then you will call upon me and go and pray to me and I will listen to you. And you will seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. Amen. Go back to verse 11. I want you to see something here. That word translated as thoughts from the Hebrew actually also means plans, purposes, and imaginations. So you could read this verse like this. For I know the thoughts, plans, purposes, imaginations that I think toward you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you a future and a hope. I don't know about you, but I think it's cool that God has imaginations about me. He has imagined some things that you're going to do that you're going to have to follow his voice and take the steps that he shows you if you're going to bring that imagination into reality. I want to bring every imagination of God's heart concerning me into reality. I want to see it first, and I want to walk it out. I want to do it. I seriously doubt if any of you don't feel the same way. So what are some ways we can seek Him with all our hearts? What are some practical ways? Well, you know, this seems basic and fundamental, but... You can seek Him through the Word. You can seek Him through the Word of God. One of the ways you can seek Him is by reading, studying, and meditating on His Word. Because spending time with His Word is spending time with God. It's the essence of who He is. Remember, when you read the Bible, it is literally God speaking to you His Word through the pages of that Bible or that device, if you're so inclined. He's telling you what He's like. He's telling you how much He loves you. He's telling you all the wonderful plans He has for your life. Amen. And He's using the Bible to do it. They're having fun back there, aren't they? Amen. Hallelujah. That's all right. You know what noise and children mean? It means joy. You know, I hear children playing and laughing and hollering. And it just brings joy to my heart. All right. Praise the Lord. Psalm 119, verse 2. Psalm 119, verse 2. David said, Blessed are those who keep his testimonies, who seek him with the whole heart. So let me break it down for you. This is David's great psalm that's all about the Word of God. Psalm 119. And even though it sometimes uses Old Testament phrases like statutes, laws, and testimonies, it's all about what we New Testament believers call the Word of God. 
David says, those who seek the Lord with the whole heart are blessed because they keep his testimonies, because they keep his word. And you will be blessed if you keep his word. And the only way you can keep his word is if you know his word. And the only way you can know his word is to spend time in the word. So a good start in your quest to seek the Lord with your whole heart is to immerse yourself in the word of God. You know, if you want to learn a foreign language, you can take lessons for years and never really learn to speak that language. I took two years of Latin in high school. And if you transported me back to ancient Rome and asked me to hold a conversation with a Roman who speaks Latin, I'd be clueless. And it's one thing to know how sentence structure is and some words and a few little facts about the language But it's another thing to be immersed into the culture. You know, the moment you decide to immerse yourself in a culture where they speak the language you want to learn, you really start learning to speak that language (laughs) out of necessity. We have an evangelist missionary friend of ours, Jeannie Stedman. She's in Brazil, and the first couple of years in Brazil... There weren't that many people that spoke English, and it was very difficult for her. So she immersed herself in the culture, and over a period of years, she has learned to speak Portuguese fluently. She now preaches in Portuguese, and is awesome. Amen? But she had to immerse herself in the culture for that to happen. In like manner, if you immerse yourself in the culture of God's word, you will begin to hear and speak the language of the word more fluently. Amen? Now, here's some highlights of Psalm 119. This is a side journey, but Psalm 119 is so awesome, I'm going to give you a free commercial on it. There's 176 verses in Psalm 119, and they're all about the blessings of the word of God. Psalm 119.11 says, Your word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against you. Got a sin problem? Go to the word. Fill your heart with the word. Amen. Psalm 119.89, Forever, O Lord, your word is settled in heaven. We sang that this morning. Amen. Whatever promise the Lord has given to you, he's saying it's settled in heaven. Why do you doubt it? There's nobody in heaven that doubts it, so why should you? Psalm 119, 105, your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. You need direction, get in the word of God and you'll receive direction, amen. Psalm 119, verse 130, the entrance of your word brings light. It gives understanding to the simple. Feeling simple these days? Open up the word and read it, amen. Yeah, I told the Lord the other day in prayer, I feel absolutely infantile in some of my understanding of your word. And I've been preaching for over 30 years. And I feel infantile. That's better than imbecile, isn't it? I didn't use that word. But the entrance of his word will bring light, revelation, understanding, if you're looking for it. Amen. So you can seek him. Through the Word, spending time in the Word. You can also seek Him through your praise. You can praise Him, worship Him, sing to Him 
spend time alone with him in his presence. Now, we collectively spend time in his presence here at church, and that's wonderful, and we should do that. But you should also do it in your private time with the Lord, one-on-one. Psalm 105, verse 4. Psalm 105, verse 4 says, Seek the Lord and His strength. Seek His presence continually. I tell you, once you've spent some time in His presence, you want to go back there. There's nothing like it. I remember one of the Russian cosmonauts who was one of the first to go into space. And he was a godless communist. (laughs) But they asked him some questions. What was it like to fly in space? He said it was marvelous. It was wonderful to see all the stars, to see the earth below. He said it was a life-transforming moment being in space. And he said, in every waking moment since I've been back is trying to figure out how I can get back there. That's the way it is with the presence of God. When you experience His presence powerfully in your life your every waking moment is how can i get back into the presence amen hallelujah glory to god psalm 22 verse 26 i'm going to read it in the amplified it says the afflicted will eat and be satisfied it's another way of saying the afflicted will no longer be the afflicted those who diligently seek him And require him as their greatest need will praise the Lord. So again, King David wrote this psalm. And King David says here that if you will seek the Lord as your greatest need, sooner or later, you're going to end up praising him. It's just going to come out. And you know, if you'll learn to praise him, to sing to him, the Bible says he'll sing back to you. Zephaniah 3.17. Everybody who reads Zephaniah every day, please raise your hand. Just one of those prophets you don't hear a whole lot about. Amen. But he's got some good things to say here. Zephaniah 3.17. The Lord your God is in your midst. The Lord your God in your midst. The mighty one will save. He will rejoice over you with gladness. Listen to this. He will quiet you with his love. He will rejoice over you with singing. You know, there's a psalm that I've memorized in song, and it's Psalm 34, and it's old school, and it's 80s, but I love it. And whenever I'm by myself, alone with my thoughts, and fears begin to grip me, and to try to overwhelm me, I will often sing this song, and I'm going to sing it to you. Psalm 34, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My heart will make her boast in thee, Lord. The humble will hear thereof and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name forever. I sought the Lord and he heard me and delivered me from all. My fears. You know, you sing that to the Lord a couple of times and he starts singing back to you. Do not be afraid, my son, for I am with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. 
I am in you, I am with you, I am for you. Rest, my son. Learn to sing to the Lord, and He'll sing back to you. Sometimes when you least expect it, my next story about singing to the Lord is I was, at a, I was out getting some items at Target for my wife when we were living in Bossier City, Louisiana. And I remember, um, actually, let me back up. It was right after we moved here. And I was in Target. And uh, I got behind a rather shapely, blonde-headed, pretty woman. And for just a moment, as I'm pushing my cart, I was tempted to think an impure thought. Now, full disclosure here, I am a man. And uh, so I just sang to the Lord. I said, I rebuke that thought in the name of Jesus. He said, help that thought to be forgotten. Look away, look away. And I did. I looked away. That is a true story. I am not making that up. God has a sense of humor. And he knows the tune of Dixie. And he can put his own words to it. Amen. The other way that you can seek the Lord, or one of the other ways, we've talked about the Word, and we've talked about praise, and we've talked about worship, but now... I want to talk for just a few minutes about being still before the Lord. Being still before the Lord. Psalm 46, verse 10. Psalm 46, verse 10 says, Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. Be still here means to calm down or to sit quietly. Not to fret or not to worry. And as Zephaniah said, let him quiet you with his love. And instead of contemplating the challenges that you face, contemplate the fact that you serve the one who rules the nations. The one who who rules the world. The one who made the world. The one who made the universe. And if he can't help you with your problem, Nobody can. Oh, but as I said before, he can help you with your problem. He can get you out of your impossible situation. He can deliver you and make it seem like there was never a problem at all. Putting it all together. You can seek the Lord by reading his word, worshiping him, bringing your needs before him, then getting quiet before him. Amen? Notice that in my list, your needs come almost last after a time of seeking the Lord through worship in the Word. And, of course, the order, you can change that up. But I I encourage you to spend less time praying for your needs and more times just worshiping Him, just getting to know Him. And He said, if you'll do that, if you'll seek Me and My righteousness and the kingdom of God, all these other peripheral things, I'll take care of them. I'll take care of you because I love you. You're My child. So, spend time in His Word. You worship Him. You bring your needs before Him. Then get quiet before Him. Set aside some time to listen to the voice of God. If you can get still before Him, 
you allow him an opportunity to speak into your life. Don't let your time with the Lord be a one-way conversation. All right, Lord, I said my peace. I got to get to work. I'm out of here. Got to find my keys. Lord, where are my keys? Holy Spirit, help me find my keys. And the Lord's like, what? what? We, we, we were just getting started. Learn to hear the voice of His Spirit. Learn to hear what He's saying to you. Learn the art of having a conversation with the Lord. You know, God's got a lot to say to us. And the sooner we learn to listen, the sooner we'll start hearing how much He loves us and all the great plans that He has for our lives. Psalm 139, verse 17 and 18. Psalm 139. We're on the home stretch, folks. How precious also are your thoughts to me, O God. How great is the sum of them. If I should count them, they would be more in number than the sand. When I awake, I am still with you. I remember when I first realized what this verse was saying. You mean God is live streaming thoughts and plans toward me more than I can number 24-7? I said that to the Lord. And I said, Lord, if that's true, I'm pretty sure I'm missing a lot. So let's determine that we're going to seek the Lord and learn to hear the things we need to hear. Learn to hear the things we are missing if we don't tune our antennas to the frequency of the Lord our God. Amen? You know, somebody suggested as a method, actually... It was an angelic visitation, and the angel said, if you want to hear from the Lord more clearly, spend an hour praying in the Spirit, and then another hour sitting still and listening. Pretty amazing. If you want to do that, I suggest you start with 15 and 15 instead of an hour and an hour. Because it will take you some time to get to that point where you're comfortable praying in the Spirit for that long and listening for that long. Because if you do, you know, your phone's going to start pinging and dinging, and ringing, and there's going to be things you think you have to get done, and the Lord's going to say, just hang loose. I'll take care of it. Spend some time with me. Amen. Jeremiah 33, verse 2 and 3. Jeremiah 33, 2 and 3. Glory to God. Thus says the Lord, the maker of the earth, the Lord who formed it to establish it. The Lord is his name. Call to me and I will answer you and show you great and mighty things which you do not know. Did you know God's got great and mighty things that he wants to introduce to you for your life? That's pretty awesome. We just have to listen and hear what he's saying to us. Amen. Great and mighty things. That sounds grandiose, doesn't it? It's in the Bible. God's got great and mighty things for you if we will just learn to listen to him. Amen. Now, before we wrap this thing up, I felt led of the Lord as I was preparing this message to, to put this appeal out, out there. If you have walked away from him, if you're in this room today and you have walked away from him, if you've walked away from the Lord and you feel like the whole course of your life has been irreversibly wrecked, 
I'm here to tell you that that is a lie of the devil. God can and will turn things around for you if you will seek him with all of your heart. Let me illustrate with an example from Scripture. The children of Israel conquered the promised land, but soon after they walked away from the Lord and all of his ways. Eventually, the Lord allowed them to be scattered among the nations where they worshiped false gods and idols. But Moses prophesied before all of this came to pass that they would come to their senses and seek God one day and find him once again. It is as true today for the backslider as it was for the nation of Israel way back then. If you will once again seek the Lord with all your heart, he will draw near to you. Deuteronomy 4.29. This is the background for the verse that we're going to read. But from there, you will seek the Lord your God, and you will find him if you seek him with all your heart and with all your soul. Now, let me break this down. Where is there for you? Because it says, from there, you will seek the Lord. Well, for the Jews, for the Israelites, there was all the nations they were scattered into. And the Lord said, from there, you will seek the Lord. But, you know, wherever there is for you, whether you're living for God and just don't spend the time seeking him that you know you should, or whether you walked away from God and are just now turning back to him, the Lord says, from there, wherever there is for you, from there, you will seek the Lord and you will find him. If you seek him with all your heart and with all your soul. Amen? Amen. We hope you were blessed by Dr. Forrest's message today. If you are in the Wilmington area and are looking for a place to worship, come join us on Sunday at 9.45 a.m. for coffee and fellowship and 10.30 for worship and service. If you would like to learn more about us and hear more of Dr. Forrest's teachings, visit our website at gofaithlife.com. Also, visit and like our Facebook page at Faith Life Wilmington.